Kilishuateka kiviti Hashem, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. It is Rosh Chodesh Av. Bezrat Hashem, may we merit to call it Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av. Bimhera ve'amenu. Aleph be'av, the first of Av, corresponding to the letter Tet. Sephirotiot brings down, you cannot pronounce the letter Tet until you go out early in the morning and see the dew, which is Tal. Only when you secretly confess to yourself that you really do not understand how the tiny droplets of water have come to be. Are you permitted to be cleansed in them and wrap yourself in your prayer shawl, Talit? By what miracle is there dew? Why is there grass? Why are there dew and rain, which is Tal U Matar, the water sustaining life. By what blessing am I given life? And so you dip yourself, Tevila. It's also important to note that Tevila rearranges to be tool which means to be nullified. This is, again, another reference to being immersed with Messiah in his death, buried with him, and raised with him. It is literally what we do when we immerse in a mikvah, when we tevila mikvah. And it's also important to note that Yochanan, the cousin of Mashiach Yeshua, is called Yochanan HaTovel, the Immerser. Yochanan the Immerser. So, his message was the message of Teshuva. Making straight paths. It, he was the voice in the wilderness crying out. He was the great herald of Mashiach. And the very culmination of his ministry was self nullification, which ultimately is what happens when a person immerses themselves in a mikvah. Ultimately, what happens when a person makes teshuva, your current existence, the current fabric of your existence goes away and you literally become born anew just through teshuva and also through Tevila. Literally, when a man and a wife have any kind of matrimony before entering the waters of a mikvah, they literally have to get married again after immersing in a conversion mikvah. Now, you can mikvah, which is Tevila, you can immerse yourself for different times, whether it be for cleansing whether it be for preparation for the Yom Tov and things like that. And it would not be uh, something where you have to get married every time. But the conversion mikvah 
specifically is what I'm making reference to in regards to being born anew. When you immerse in a mikvah for purification, for preparation for the Yom Tov, what you are doing is you're taking the essence of who you are and you are bringing it into a state of rectification. Through conversion, which has to do with circumcision, taking off the old, putting on the new, becoming a new creature or creature, a new creation, uh, that's a whole separate category. But once you've become a new creation, now you're just renewing, 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 and renewing. So this is why we have to constantly make teshuva, and this is why it is permissible to mikvah as much as you possibly can. Who wouldn't want to remain new? Who would not want to remain polished? Think about how beautiful your dishes look when you prepare them for Shabbos, especially freshly after they've been washed, after they've been wiped down, the table's been clean. You know, that is what happens when we tevila. Going on, it says, And wash yourself of the defilement, which is tumah, which crusts a soul. So another reason why you tevila mikvah is to remove impurities that make shells or encrustations on your soul and it says then you will gain you will again find purity which is tahara and it goes on to say for tet is pure and good and god saw all that he had made and behold it was good which is tov and it says tet is good which is tov, it is good to be alive, good to give things to Hashem, tov lehodot. So when we are rejoicing and glad in our giving, we say tov lehodot. It says the right head of the letter tet should be curled down into the center of the letter. It should be rounded on the top, like the letter Vav. So, what you have, in a sense, is bringing the right, which is normally associated with kindness, with generosity, with love. You're going to take that and bend it in towards the center which is always associated with uh, beauty. It is, it's basically the synthesis of the fear and love. It is the synthesis of judgment and, or strict judgment and kindness. So when you bring these things into a state of unity, we see this in the letter Tet, where you bring in the right side and bring it towards the central column. So it says that the top of it is rounded like the letter Vav. And so you see you have 
the attributes of the Rosh, the head of the Vav, basically being the the governing of bringing in the kindness towards a balance towards the center of this letter and the letter tet is also looking like a spiral and what you basically see is that the aspect of the vav that is at its highest point is what links us to balance it's also what links us to the ultimate goal of time which is geula so benny b shlita of ladder of jacob was commenting on parsha miketz and talking about the sefirot talking about the menorah talking about time and how it is not linear but cyclical cyclical and that time makes a winding pattern like a shofar spinning all the way up until the opening of the shofar which is the yovel the jubilee which is when the final redemption will happen which is when we will have the day that is eternally a shabbat may it be soon in our days and what is really amazing is that with Chodesh Av, we have nine days left in the three weeks. And it's beautiful that we see this letter Tet and Rabbi Trugman Shlita brings down that this time frame on the calendar is like, like a record that constantly skips, constantly skips. Because it's when are we going to get off of this spiral of tragedy the spiral of mourning so to that my commentary is that may we be filled and fervent in our davening to Hashem especially during these nine days to overturn mourning into joy to bring about the final geula to redeem the whole entire world and reveal the Beit HaMikdash. Once the light and once the Shekinah, once the Torah goes forth from Zion, all of the worlds will be rectified. The whole entire world will be wrapped in Shalom. Right now we're experiencing chaos. We're experiencing confusion. We're experiencing fear. We're experiencing anger and irritation and false religion, false leadership. The, the answer and the solution to it is what are we going to do with the tet? What are we going to do with our time? How are we doing with our time? The only solution we have is Hakadosh Baruchu. Ain old Milvado. May the Tov of Hashem be experienced by every soul. May we all be able to say Tov Lehodot.
Letters of light brings down the gematria of Tet is nine. It corresponds to the nine months of pregnancy. Furthermore, the number nine is true. It's a true number. Truth or emet is spelled Aleph, the first letter of the Aleph Bait, Mem, the middle letter, and the Tav, the last letter. The lesson is that something that is true must be true at the beginning, middle, and end. Something that is true must be true at the beginning, middle, and end. I don't need to really go into this, but if we think about the Bible, the Holy Bible, whether it's a King James or whether it's a New International Version or a New American Standard, whatever version you want to go with, obviously this is apart from the Tanakh, but the Tanakh is a part of the Bible. That's a drosh for another time. We just read that something must be true, beginning, middle, and end. What's currently been taught with the Bible is that the beginning and the middle are different from the end. And namely, that the middle is a page that says New Testament, the beginning is Genesis where God creates the heavens and the earth and the end is that the grace of God rules all there's no law there's only new creation and love and uh, being with Hashem and believing in the Mashiach the only problem with that is that does not fit the definition of truth it does not fit the definition of emet. What it actually fits is the definition of met. Because the beginning is missing from the middle and the end. The beginning is the olive. And if you take olive away from emet, what you're left with is the word met, which means death. And as it is said in Romans chapter 8, the letter to the Romans chapter 8, there is a message to us about the fixation and the focus on death. And the religion of Asav, the religion of Edom, the religion of Christianity, the religion of Rome, is set on death. So in verse 5 of chapter 8 of the Agarit to the Romans, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Ruach set their, thing, set their minds on the things of the Ruach. For the mindset of the flesh is death. It is the flesh that takes away the Torah. It is the flesh that takes away the prophets. It is the flesh that takes away the oral Torah, the rabbinical commentary, the chazal, the flesh is what does that. So either you're going to have an aleph connected to your 
mem and your tav or you're going to take away the aleph and be left with mem and tav Chasve shalom that we allow the flesh to rule our lives and understand what the things of the flesh are hedonism gluttony perversion things that show up trivially as I will eat whatever I want to eat I will not be restricted by any kind of diet and what's amazing is that we can go on diets all day for health reasons but when it comes to the greatest health which is our soul not many are willing to choose that diet we'd rather sacrifice and forfeit our soul to gain the things of this world but if it comes to a threat to the things of this world i.e. to your very pulse your very breathing your very health then you're willing to take away sugar take away carbs take away dairy you're willing to go on a keto diet you're willing to go on a gluten-free diet but you're not willing to eat kosher which is the diet of your eternal soul so you would jeopardize your eternal soul for the sake of your physical flesh which again is set on death which again destroys the truth selah What makes nine a true number is that if you multiply any whole number by nine, the sum of its digits is also nine. For example, two times nine is 18. One plus eight is nine. Three times nine is 27. Two plus seven is nine. Nine times nine is 81. Eight plus one is nine. Finally, the gematria of Emet is 441. Aleph is 1. Mem is 40. Tav is 400. 1 plus 40 plus 400 is 441. So therefore we have 4 and 4 and 1, which equals 9. 9 represents the number of truth. From Ish Pela Shlita, sharing what he cited in the Aleph Bet by Rabbi Ginsburg. This is what it says for Tet. Introversion dot or colon the concealed good and it says tuve ganiz be gave and that is hebrew for the concealed good goes on to say 
The tet is the initial letter of the word tov. The form of tet is inverted, thus symbolizing hidden, introverted good. As expressed in the Zohar, it is, or its good is hidden within it. Basically, if you think about this for a moment, when we see an orange, we only know an orange is good for those of us who love oranges because we know that we can peel the outer exterior of that fruit, which conceals the hidden goodness. Such is the letter Tet, basically. So continuing on, it says, the form of the letter Chet symbolizes the union of groom and bride consummating with conception. The secret of Tet, numerically equivalent to nine, the nine months of pregnancy, is the power of the mother to carry her inner concealed good, which is the fetus, throughout the period of pregnancy. Pregnancy is the power to bring potential to actualization. Now we learned this, by the way, as a side note, from preparing for Pesach. Because as paradigm process and I forget what the other one is from Rabbi Trugman, he has a whole um, Pesach preparation uh, in Kavanaugh. Uh, work that he just released this past year and in there it talks about the Torah is pregnant and the Torah impregnates and causes birth hence why obviously through the Torah we're born again and that we get to give birth to good deeds and, and beautiful things like that so as we're looking here at the letter Tet we're seeing that there is something on the inside that represents potential for actualization. And as we mentioned, Tet has to do with time. Tet has to do with um, being pulled in towards the center, being pulled towards redemption. And that means that everything that we need to bring redemption into the world is hidden within it. It's hidden within our thoughts. It's hidden within our desires. It's hidden within our pleasure. It's hidden within the very mission and purpose of our soul being here on the earth. So through the letter Tet, may HaKadosh Baruch Hu cause that which is potential and that which is inside of us that is hidden, may He cause it to be revealed. Ken Yehi Hatzon says the revelation of new actual energy the revelation of birth is the secret of the next letter of the alphabet the letter yod the yod reveals the point of essential life it's or as realized in the secret of conception of the chet and carried impregnated in the tet so what we have here is the chet tet yod it is the picture of the the marriage to the pregnancy to the birth and it's interesting that babies as they're born we hold them and they're like little little youths goes on to say of the eight synonyms for beauty in hebrew tov good refers to the most inner 
inverted and modest state of beauty. This level of beauty is that personified in the Torah by Rivka Bat Sheva, who are described as very beautiful and goodly in appearance. Goes on to say, at the beginning of creation, the appearance of light is termed good in God's eyes. And God saw the light that it was good. Our sages interpret this to mean good to be hidden for the Zadikim in time to come. And where did he hide it? In the Torah. For there is no good other than Torah. I remember when Mashiach Yeshua was questioned, good teacher. And he says, why do you call me good? Because remember, the Torah is a teacher. And there is no, nothing good other than the Torah. But yet Mashiach says there's nothing, there's no one good but Hashem. So if you connect the dots, the Torah, Hashem, Torah made flesh, the teaching of the Torah, it's all called good. Kol Echad, Hashem Echad, U Shemo Echad. Goes on to say, the Baal Shem Tov teaches that the time to come refers also to every generation. Each soul of Israel is a potential Zadok. Each soul of Israel is a potential Zadok, as it is said, and your people are all Zadokim. And if you've heard the Devarim drop zone from this year, I uh, podcasted this week. I go into the Midrash Rabbah for Parashat Devarim, and it talks about how currently there are Zadokim in Israel, and in the future, all of Israel will be Zadokim, and we will all share in the name of Hashem. So continuing on, it says, connected to the goodly light hidden in Torah, the more one actualizes his potential to be a Zadok, the more goodness he reveals from the Torah womb right so the Torah basically has a womb and it's full of the light of Hashem goes on to say in the first verse of Torah in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the initial letters et hashemayim ve'et ha'aretz we have the letters aleph hey vav Hey, it says they spell God's name, which means hidden name. So Aleph Hey Vav Hey, it means hidden name in creation. According to Kabbalah, the numerical value of this name is 17, which is the same as that of the word for good, which is Tov. By the way, the sum of the digits for Yeshua which is 386, the Gematria of Yeshua is 386, 3 plus 8 is 11, plus 6 is 17. So the sum of Yeshua's name is also good. And like we have to be hidden in Mashiach, so is Mashiach hidden in Hashem. If you want to reread and read and reread again the writings of Yochanan chapter 17 you will understand what I'm saying it goes on to say 
the word Zadik equals 12 times 17, which equals 204. And it says the total value of the 12 permutations of the four letters of Hashem's hidden name. So the Aleph He Vav He rearranges 12 different ways. And if you times that by 17, you get the value 204. And it says, Zadikim, who are called good, possess the power, the hidden name derived from the heavens and the earth. The hidden goodness needed to unite Hashemayim and Ha'aretz, and thereby reveal the inner light and purpose of creation. By the way, Yisrael, that is our job. By the way, that is why bringing redemption into the world is our mission. And during these nine days, through the letter Tet, we see that we have the potential to make it happen. So, in the famous words of a common saying, let's make it happen, Captain. Goes on to say, just as the Aleph possesses the power to bear opposites, the power of the firmament to join the higher and lower waters together so does the tet possess the power to unite the upper and lower worlds heavens and earth by the way everyone this is what happens when we recite a bracha the bracha comes from the word barek which literally means to graft and it also basically for lack of better words breaks down to basically say we open portals because a bracha takes something spiritual and reveals it into the physical so you are grafting in spiritual material into the physical so when that happens the spiritual and the physical are connected i.e the upper worlds are connected with the lower worlds i.e the heavens are connected with the earth this is why mashiach when he taught us to pray he says your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in Shemaim. What is kingdom? Kingdom is Malkut. It's the lowest of the Sephirot. It includes everything above it. So Malkut includes Yesod, Netzach, Hod, Chesed, Gevura, Teferet, and Chokmah, Bina, Dot, Keter. It includes all that. But your kingdom come and your will be done. Ratzon. Remember the will of Hashem? The will, as we learned in the teaching of the letter Yod, represents Keter. Actually, in the letter Kaf, we probably spoke about this too. But between the Yod and the Kaf, we see Keter, which is where the will and the desire and the pleasure is associated basically the pleasure center of the sephirot is found in keter which includes everything below it so when we say your kingdom come and your will be done what we're saying is from keter or from malkut to keter may that be grafted in to the physical plane of existence and what does that mean everything between malkut and keter all 11 sephirot basically because there are actually 11 we're bringing those down into the lowest of worlds and through the tet we're being shown a picture of how to do this and the word is braca 
we recite brakas, brakot, blessings. This is why we say a blessing for everything, because what we're doing is we are spiritualizing the physical and we are bringing a physicality to the spiritual. That is the Beit HaMikdash, by the way. Kedushas Levi brings down that the Beit HaMikdash that is to be revealed in time to come is a spiritual and a physical Beit HaMikdash. It is the first and second temples together and the first and second temples corresponding to the written and the oral Torah together. So, Selah. It says, Hasidu teaches that in the service of the soul, this power is manifest in man when he assumes the state of being in the world yet out of the world. Being in the world yet out of the world. Ishpela would like everyone to know there's nothing new in the New Testament. So, why don't we just go ahead and read that verse? That is from 1st Yochanan chapter 2 in the world but not of it. Common phrase used to characterize the relationship of a believer to the world. So let's go ahead and look at it. 1st Yochanan chapter 2 15 through 17 it says do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them now this is interesting because in our minds if we think don't love the world and our humanistic thoughts is okay well fine then we just hate it we don't want it we don't desire it but that's not the word ahava because remember the word ahava is what you are willing to sacrifice and devote to Hashem so what does that mean if a person loves the world they're willing to sacrifice Hashem for the world but if a person does not love the world where is their love left it is left with he who is outside the world so that they will sacrifice the world for the sake of Hashem. What does that look like? That looks like a life that is Torah observant because nothing in this world will stand before what your duty and devotion is to Hashem. This is what Yochanan is telling us. Do not let the world or anything of it take the place of Hashem. Do not let a golden calf do not let an idol, do not let sorcery, witchcraft uh, stand in place of Hashem. Do not replace the law of Moses with anything. That's what he's talking about. goes on to say, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh... The lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of Hashem lives forever. I'm sorry. 
If you want to live forever, you must be a person who does the will of Hashem. What is the will of Hashem? We just talked about it. It's Keter. What's the Keter that Hashem gave us? Oh yeah, the 620 of the commandments, which is the Torah. Those who desire to live forever should understand that only comes through the Torah. Any other way that you seek is fruitless at best and is a waste of time and a waste of your existence at most. So in the world, but not of it. Has to do with making sure that our love is for Hashem so that we're willing to sacrifice whatever He asks us to so that we are connected to Him and that we are able to transform this physical world into a new creation. It goes on to say in the writings of Yochanan chapter 17 verse 16 Mashiach himself testifies about us testifies about those who are attached to the Torah. It says they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Where did the Torah come from? Right, it came from outside of creation. So if our Mashiach is outside of creation, and if we are associated with him, then guess what? Though we're in the world, we must realize that this is not our home. We must realize our true association. We must realize our true source. It doesn't come from physical food. It doesn't come from physical pleasure and desire. It comes from outside of creation. Goes on to say to be in the world means to be fully conscious of the worldly reality in order to rectify it. This is why it's super important to not run away from pleasure, to not run away from desire, to not run away from ambition, but to rectify it. How do we rectify it? Through the Torah. The Torah teaches us what to do with our passions, what to do with our drives, what to do with our hunger. The Torah teaches us what to do with that. So if you like food a lot, eat as much kosher food as you possibly can because that is another way to build the temple goes on to say to be out of the world means to be fully aware that in truth there is nothing other besides him ain ode milvado it says another connection between light and good is found in the story of the birth of moshe as she Yaakoved, Moshe's mother, saw him that he was Tov. Rashi quotes the Midrash, which explains that at the birth of Moshe, a great light filled the room. According to the early Masora, the Tet in the word Tov of this verse is written extra large. This hints at the absolute divine good entrusted to the soul of Moshe whose life mission was to fulfill the promise of redemption from Egypt and the revelation of the Torah at Sinai. 
the Egyptian exile is compared to a womb in which Israel was latently pregnant for 210 years. And it says at Sinai, heaven and earth were united as discussed in the letter Aleph. Thus, the full teaching of the Tet is that through the service of the soul, all reality becomes pregnant with God's infinite goodness, goodness and beauty, thereby bringing harmony and shalom to the heavens and the earth. Service of the soul. That is what the letter Tet teaches us. So may we bend and bow our heads and bend our knees and may we fall before Hakadosh Baruch Hu in reverence, loving Him, desiring Him, and revealing Him into all creation. And may it be so that all of reality becomes pregnant with God's infinite goodness and beauty, and may harmony be brought to Shemaim and Haaretz with the revealing of the Beit HaMikdash and the revealing of Mashiach ben David Zidkenu, Please send Mashiach now.